Hey guys, if you are a father who would like to have a deeper relationship with your son, if you have a son that you're trying to pour into and develop, if you want to help your son see the greatness that you know he has in his life, I've got a very special event coming up June 23rd through 27. We are going to be in Cleveland National Forest. My father's coming with me, Who my, the man who you hear me talk about all the time, who helped me become who I've become in life. We're going to be doing a father-son rite of passage event, Map and Compass Land Navigation. I'll be teaching you how to use Map and Compass in the exact same place that I learned in Navy SEAL training. This is going to be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. You'll, rem- you'll have these memories for the rest of your life. If you want to find out more, you can click the link in the description below. We've only got 16 spots available and we've already sold a few of those you can find out more at the impossible.life slash legacy navigators my personal definition of greatness and i hope this will be yours and i hope that you'll spend time thinking about this but for me greatness is my full god-given potential right and, and so that's not about just one moment in my life it's not about you know just one event or one picture but it's more about who i am and the life that i live will leave a lasting impact that's impossible. Let me tell you what I believe. But your weakness is not your technique. Yes! Yes! Don't think you are. Know you are. The Impossible Life Podcast. You're sitting on a winning lottery ticket. An idea that is fully formed, fully understood, that sticks. This is the Impossible Life Podcast. Because Nick and I are attempting to live impossible lives. What we know is that nothing is impossible. So instead of using impossible as an excuse to not try, we'll use the pursuit of impossible as an accelerant for greatness. If something's never been done before, that just means it's unexplored. If they tell you it's too hard, it's just waiting to be simplified. Impossible is a default label used by uncourageous people unwilling to take a risk. The real truth is this. The solution to any impossible task starts with this question. If I had to, what would it take? What would it take? Welcome to another episode of the Impossible Life Podcast. I'm your co-host, Nick Surface, and I'm sat across from a man who lists fictional characters such as Walker, Texas Ranger, Santa Claus, and DJ Khaled as references on his resume. That's right, friends, the former Navy SEAL. <laughs> Garrett Unklebach. A man who doesn't need references. DJ Call is definitely not on my reference list. Well, but Santa Claus is. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, if I got to scratch one of those, it's DJ Collin. Well, you know, I think Walker, Texas Ranger and Santa Claus would be hard to eliminate. I think that's like how to not get a job. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine if you put that on there? No, like, I, I don't know what his real name is, but like, what if you just put whatever, like, whatever his real name is and his phone number and someone calls him for your work reference? Yeah. You're not, not going to get the job. He would just be like, he the best. And you'd be hired instantly. I don't know what you're talking yeah, about, man. You'd be straight in there. Anyways. I guess it depends on what the job is that you're applying for. Dude, hype man. Yeah. <laughs> you, best, he's the best hype man reference. There you go, man. See, I mean, he could hype you up. You could get it. Depends it. on the work culture. Exactly. Maybe if you're, yeah, anyways, we go way <laughs> down that line. But okay. Today's episode is on something that we care about a lot, Garrett, how to be great. It's a big topic, right? Absolutely. Like, yeah. We, this was uh, just to give you guys a little insight when we were going through this, we wanted to give you something just digestible. That's really kind of Here's how to, because it, it, it wants to elevate your thought process, but also give you really practical steps for you, whatever you're doing. Yeah, if you've been with us for a while, you, you might have noticed that there's some different themes or 
um, categories of our podcast. Some of them are like deep dives into a new topic, and some of them are like what we're going to do today, which is kind of a practical guide. Like if you want this, do this. Um, and that's what we're going to do today. So we're going to dive in to how to be great, what it takes to become great. Yeah, I love that. Now, of course, we're going to look at how not to be great as well, G. But let me tell you a little story. Back in the day, if you are a UFC fan, on August 12, 2011, there was a debut by a young female fighter in a new category of women's UFC named Ronda Rousey. Oh, man. Ronda, Rowdy Ronda Rousey came in and just steamrolled everybody. I mean... You know, she was the greatest of all time. She was just like so far ahead of the sport and everybody was talking about how untouchable she was. And she was, she was the champion. Like I remember paying pay-per-views for like 80 bucks and the fight would last 30 seconds. And you're like, dude, I guess, you know, come on, like at least give her some competition. And then a young lady named Holly Holm came along yeah. on November 14th, 2015. And I remember it very clearly. She kicked her in the head. And when she kicked Ronda, Ronda dropped. And little do we know that that was, the end of Ronda Rousey. She literally, so she lost to Ron, she lost to uh, Holly Holm, lost the belt, and then went on and fought Amanda Nunes and also got TKO'd pretty quickly, like just just knocked out. And it was, I don't remember in my lifetime seeing somebody that was so far ahead of the pack fall off so quickly. And you know, credit to her, she's gone on. She's had a WWE career, and she's she definitely took quite a bit of time off after that. Yeah, but it, but it's just amazing because it was almost like the facade, not facade, that seems harsh. It was almost like the mystique got cracked, and other fighters were like, oh, okay. And then after that, it was just, she never recovered. That For was sure. the amazing thing, is I was kind of waiting to see if she was a true champion to come back from the defeat, and she just never did. Yeah. Just an amazing, amazing thing. So why are we telling you that? We are going to look at greatness, and as you may have understood from that story, when we look at greatness, we're not talking about things that are just like a one-hit wonder or for a short season. You know, Roger Maris hit 61 home runs in baseball, for example, but then after that, he was, you know, if he hadn't done that, no one would have ever heard of him. I think about some great one-hit wonders in the music category. What do you got, G? What do you got? What's your favorite well, I would say wonder? probably one of the, I don't know, to me, I don't know all of the great one-hit wonders, but I would say the most notable one to me is AHA's Take On Me. Oh, hey, that's a good one. I didn't thought about like that. That's one. a that's a super popular song, but I don't think they ever came out with any. I don't think they have any other big music. Or I would say another one that's uh, in my brain is because I can't even remember the artist's name, but I remember that they don't have any other music. Is my Sharona right? Okay, so you're going real old school. I was thinking in the, this in this century, I was looking at like <laughs> Stacy's mom. Remember that? Oh song? yeah, Fountains of Wayne. Fountains of Wayne. Yeah, yeah, one song right there, and then I uh, did have that album though. So yeah, but that's a, but. The, you, yeah, you only listen to that listen song. One song. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Who let the dogs out? Baja Men. Yeah. <laughs> right, like, oh, for sure. That's a mega one. Yeah, <laughs> like you, you just never even heard of them. I mean, there's all sorts. This is why I'm hot. Was a was a big rap song by the Mims. Just oh, yeah. Never else. Never is. else came from. Anyways, I could keep going down mostly because I have Google open. Uh, this is not my. <laughs> this is not yeah, I was my, thinking of some of like the you know biggest hits, but yeah, of the last twenty years, those are some big ones. Yeah, dude. I mean, who let the dogs out is still played. My kids know that song. Really? Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's like a couple, couple, de a couple uh, decades on, and it's still you know doing well. So great. They're still getting paid, so they're laughing. They're like, "Yeah, I only needed one, son." <laughs> dude. All right, so yeah, so that's what we're you know we'll bring that up jokingly but seriously to say uh we're you know we don't want our lives to be a one-hit wonder no for sure uh, greatness is a pattern like success and we want to talk about greatness in the context of not being a one-hit wonder yes. so one of the things that greatness isn't greatness is not a one-hit wonder correct 
Yeah, I would say uh, it's also not solely outcome based. Yeah, which which might sound a little bit confusing, but like you can do a lot of the right things and do them in the wrong way. Like for instance, Garrett once said to me, dead serious, and I've mentioned it on this podcast before. <laughs> if I wanted to be rich, I could rob a bank and get away with it, and he was not joking. And I was like, kind of started laughing uncomfortably, and he just stared at me with his you know resting intensity face that I call it, <laughs> and like said and walked me through very briefly. It's not something he's planned out in detail, but you were like. Look, if I if it was just about the ends, I could get the ends, but it's not about that. It's about how you do it. Absolutely. So, that would not that would not develop my character in the way that I would like my character to be developed. Yeah, you don't want to be a notorious outlaw. So I'm glad about that. Uh, greatness is also not momentary, right? And, and the same in the sense of you know I, I think that's kind of why you brought up Ronda Rousey, but I would also say that her story is not fully told. You know, like I th- I, I would True. I would say that she has a lot more within her, and we'll see where she goes after yeah. her WWE career. And it's easy to criticize anybody, but if you know you have if if that was the end for her, right? She and and maybe you know there's different types of greatness, right? For sure. Maybe she wants to be decides that she wants to be a great mother. She yeah. wants to and be, she is. Or she wants to, to be yeah. you know great outside of the limelight. Yes. Right. But if you only do one great thing in your life, that's not greatness. Yeah. Agreed. And. and just because I do feel bad now about Ronda Rousey. She had, I know she's gotten married. She started like a okay. sustainable farm. She's been in WWE. So she's not like, by you know normal standards, she's still doing very, very well. I just think in that one arena, I can't remember something like that happening yeah. in such a specific arena. She certainly fell off the podium. Right, in that arena. Yeah. Uh, what, uh, what greatness also isn't, G, is self-serving. Absolutely. If you want to live a miserable life, live a life that's all about you. You yeah. won't have any friends. Nobody will show up when you need them. You'll always be in lack. If you want to live a great life, live a life that's about other people. Yeah, 100%. So we looked in Garrett's beloved Webster's 1828, and we looked up great, and there's so many different words. There's vast, there's large, there's magnanimous, which I was really stoked to see that that was actually in there. So all the things that you would expect, but where we really got into some of the interesting things was the how portion. Because when we looked up how, there was a few different things that came out that helped us to shape this thought process that we want to give you. Because like I said, this is one of those practical episodes where we get into really step-by-step processes. But the first thing that, that we looked at when it said how, that the question you had to answer was in what manner. And that's, that's what you said about outcome-based. That's why we said it's not outcome-based because right. you can, you know, if, it, if, if you could do the right it thing isn't, in the wrong way. Outcome is a part of it, but yes. it's not the full equation. 100%. Yeah, it's, the outcome is a result of doing things the right way over a long period of time. Absolutely. And then we also said it was to what degree or event. That, so how did, you, how did you summarize that one, G? Uh, to what degree is really like you looking at your life or you looking, I mean, for each person, their potential life, because we all have different potential. Um, and to what degree, I would say greatness is about to the fullest extent. Mm. To me, what greatness means, and this is what we're going to talk about, to what degree, like for your life, greatness is going to the fullest extent. My personal definition of greatness, and I hope this will be yours, and I hope that you'll spend time thinking about this, but for me, greatness is my full God-given potential, mm. right? And, and so that's not about just one moment in my life. It's not about you know, just one event or one picture, but it's more about who I am and the life that I live will leave a lasting impact. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's, so that's what about what greatness is about. So to what degree, the answer is to the fullest degree, to the final degree, as far as you can possibly go, as much as you can possibly give. What I love about that is that's up to each individual to pursue that because we talked about this. You can be the big fish in a small pond and that's not greatness because you're, you're not actually maximizing your potential. You're just doing better than everybody else. Yeah. And I think that's the default thought process to compare yourself as I know from experience of, Oh, this is what the average person my age is doing. I'm way better. I don't need to keep pushing. Yeah. Wrong. 
Uh, then we had for what? That, that's how not to be great. Yeah, yeah. I just gave you the definition. I feel like I always give the negatives. One week, <laughs> one week, you need to switch it up. You know. Uh, and then for what reason? That's purpose. That's why, right? Like having your clear why is is so important when we're talking about the house. Um, and then we also it also said by what means and in what state. So those are the questions that we. Uh, yeah, when you look at um, how, right? Like most people don't look up. You know what how is? It's like well how. Like you just have an understanding of yes. what the word how means. But when you look at how in Webster's 1828, it gives uh, almost a dozen different definitions. It gives context, right? In, in what manner, to what degree, all of these things that we just talked about. It really puts a lot of parameters on how. So we took these parameters of how and thought about it, thought about the things that we've talked about in the past on this podcast in context of what greatness means. And I think anyone who listens to this podcast is seeking greatness. I think anybody who listens to this podcast is someone who wants to become yes. all that God has created them to be. So in the understanding of what how is and us top talking on the topic today of how to be great, what we've done is we've looked at all of these topics we've talked about in the past, and we're going to bring them into the context and the understanding of what how means and how to be great. Yes. So let's, you, you probably aren't going to hear anything today that you haven't heard before, uh, but they are, they are going to be brought into the context of, of how to be great. And there's going to be a great or excellent reminder for you. This is probably something that you're going to want to take notes on. This is something that you can zoom out on, look at like this is a macro guide for Mm -hmm. your life on how to be great. Yeah. And we truthfully looked at applying it to anything from, Hey, I want to be in in shape and work out the gym to, Hey, I want to build a great business. Like really wanted to make sure that this was a universal thing and not uh, applicable only in one area. So G uh, yeah, we, we got to, unless we want this to be like an hour long episode, we got to jump into it. Okay. Well, let's jump in. Uh, before we do, though, G, who would you say is great? Because I think if you ask people, there's a lot of argument. I got to say, I'm not a basketball fan, but I've kind of been sucked back in because I went to a game and saw the Mavs and the uh, Golden State Warriors play. Dude, seeing Steph Curry in person was unbelievable. So it's kind of made me enjoy it again. And right now, everybody's saying LeBron, right? People are like, oh, he's the GOAT. People from our generation are like, dude, he's no Jordan. But when you when people think of greatness... I think that, you know, Tom Brady, they, that's really where I think a, a lot of people put arenas in. So I, I would ask you, because it's important that you recognize yeah. this, because it'll tell you a little bit about how you get your definition. Who do you think is great? Just an open-ended question for, for you, the listener, because it's important that you know what, what comes to your mind when you give greatness. If I'm going to give just an athlete, because I could talk about a lot of different types of great, but let me just talk about an athletic greatness. Mm-hmm. To me, Tiger Woods is okay. the greatest athlete. Um, I think of what's inspired him. I think of the boundaries that he's jumped over. He like the game of golf changed because of him. They started rebuilding golf courses and redesigning golf courses for the way that he played. Uh, There was a time where he dominated the sport in a way that uh, few people have ever dominated. Like he dominated golf and it's in and the way that he dominated golf is like, you know, this is further back, but the way that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar dominated the NBA mm-hmm. when he was in the NBA. I mean, just like no one can stop him. Yeah. When Tiger Woods played golf, no one could stop it. He changed the way people thought about golf. And I think he inspired so many people that were that weren't even golfers, but just looked at him and said, look what he's done. Yeah. Right. And now I look at him spending so much and he's made plenty of mistakes in his mm-hmm. life of course uh but I, I i love how inspired and shaped he was by his relationship with his father and i love that now he's spending a lot of time spe- yeah. uh developing his son charlie to be yeah. a great golfer so uh if i'm going to talk about an athlete that i think is great just in the athletic realm because there's plenty of areas where he could grow it would be tiger woods yeah my answer would have been kobe because i just think of similar to what you just said he made his mistakes he did come back from them, but it wasn't just that he was one of the greatest of all time in basketball. He actually then went on and started creative, uh, a creative agency 
wrote books that were like bestsellers. And I just think to be able to take that level of thinking and commitment and move it around in different uh, industries, phenomenal. But anyways, people didn't uh, want to hear our, our, our celebrity opinions. They don't. <laughs> on The Impossible Life. Okay, so we said how to be great. We've got five, we called them hills to climb because this is a process. Like Each of them is a journey. Yeah. Um, in the same way that you can't buy the experience of being at the top of a mountain, these five things are not something that you can buy. And it's not just reading the book. There's active work that only you can do that'll get you there. Someone can give you a picture of what it looks like at the top of Everest. Yeah. But until you go oh, up man. there, you'll never have the what is gained from climbing that mountain. Yeah. Right. Because, you know, the picture, like you'll take a picture at the top of the mountain that would look very much like somebody else's picture. Right. But your picture will mean so much more to you because of what you had to do to take that picture. Yeah. And so these five things that we're going to talk about, think about them in that context. Like this is the picture that you're going to take at the top of that mountain. And we're going to tell you about the things that you'll do climbing that mountain. Yes. So the five mountains up front, and then we'll go through them in order, are purpose, attitude, means, excellence, and one of Garrett's favorites, endurance. So first up is purpose. And the great thing is, is we have some nice resources for you. On purpose, number one, first step in your journey, it has to do with identity. It's know yourself, know your story. If you remember, and I'll put a link to it in the show notes, set myself up for a little bit of work here. When we had Joe Musselman on, we've got a great three and a half minute video on our YouTube where Joe gives you some amazing questions and talks about purpose and looking back. And what he says is actually uh, that you got to do the work. The amount of work that you're willing to do is, is the amount that you'll develop and understand your story. And he gives you questions to look back on your own uh, early years of life when you're having the formative years of your, uh, your emotional intelligence. And it was powerful. I've done the work. So I'm, I'm speaking from experience here. I would really encourage everybody to do that. And I'll put it in the notes. But that's step one is to know your story. Yeah. So first mountain is purpose. And one of the things you're going to do to climb that mountain is know your story. The second thing you're going to do is personally grow and develop. Yep. Right. This is upon each and every one of us because your purpose is a fuller measure of you. Like mm -hmm. who you are today is a smaller version of who you were created to be. Yeah. And so for you to become who you're created to be. Right. And that's so much of what purpose is about. It's not just something that you do, but it's who you are. Purpose is a way of being for you to become who you're supposed to become to live your greatest purpose. You're going to have to personally grow and develop. There are going to be areas of your life. There's domains that you need to increase in knowledge. There's work that you need to do yes. in yourself. There's exercise that you need to do. There are ways that you need to expand. And if you want to achieve your purpose in life, you're going to have to daily personally grow and develop. Yeah, for sure. And if you don't, uh, that's why I mentioned that work to do in the first hand. Just imagine, like Garrett's talked about his dad would talk to him about, hey, this is not what an Uncle Bach does. You had that a lot growing up and it really stuck with you. Not everybody has that. So if you didn't have that growing up, Guess whose responsibility it is to go and get it for yourself? It's yours. That's what we're saying. That's part of the growth and the development. And then the third one might surprise you. Serve. I'll quote our famous Pastor Keith. I haven't gone in a while. That felt good. He said, serving is the pathway to greatness. And it's true. Man, I, I can't tell you um, how true I've seen that be, not yeah. just for myself, but in so many other people. You know, a, a lot. Uh, we have plenty of listeners that live here with us in, in Frisco and go to Elevate Life Church, and there's plenty of you who don't. Um, maybe, you know, in your circle, you've seen this where people start serving in an area and they start to reveal some of their own greatness. Mm. They also start to reveal that there's things in life that are so much more important than them. I've watched people come into 
our circle here at Elevate Life Church, and I've seen people through service begin to just unlock themselves. Something mm. as simple as stacking chairs, yeah. something something as simple as greeting people at the door, and you start doing things that aren't for you, yes. that aren't about what you want, that aren't about that make you feel better, that don't just necessarily progress your personal dreams. You start serving other people. How can I love someone else? How can I help mm. someone else? How can I extend a hand to somebody? And that's when you get to get exposed to purpose, right? Yes. It may not even be the purpose that you've decided you right. want to attach yourself yeah. to. Like, you know, I've been on, I, w- I remember going on missions trips uh, in my young teenage years. And is that necessarily the purpose that I wanted to be associated with or that I wanted to dedicate my life to? No. However, I got connected to something that was more important than me. And that's the greatest awareness that you can have in understanding your purpose, that your purpose is not about you. I love that, man. That's so good, G. Let's go to number two, which I know is one of your own personal core values uh, as well, is attitude. And the first thing in attitude is you've got a no choice. Yeah, the second mountain that you're going to climb is attitude. You can't get somebody, you can't take somebody else's picture. You've yeah. got to have your own picture of attitude. And the one of these steps in climbing that mountain is you have to understand the superpower that you have yes. called choice. There is controllable in life and there's uncontrollable. There's a measure of sovereignty that has been given to you over yourself. And if you don't exercise it, if you're not aware, right, this is education that you need to have. And for just about everybody on the planet, it's just a reminder, right? Because we start having the wrong attitude, which comes out of, well, look at what these people did to me. Look at these things that aren't working out in my life that somebody else Mm -hmm. controls, right? That is an attitude. It's a way of looking at what's happening to you in your life. But the right form of attitude starts with you understanding, here's what I get to choose, right? You get to choose how you feel about a certain circumstance. And this is uh, a foundational scripture in my life. This is James 1-2. James says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, you'll be perfect and complete, needing nothing. That's James 1-2-4. through 4. But there's a word in there in verse 2 where it says, consider it when, mm-hmm. when trouble of any kind, when trouble of any kind comes your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy, right? That doesn't, he didn't say it is joy, yeah. right? He said, you consider it an opportunity for great joy for, you know, that when your faith is tested, right? He goes on to talk about the experience of this consideration that you've made. What is consider? Um, uh, the Greek word I believe is hegemai, which is about, you get to choose, like you're given an opportunity to choose how you feel about a given circumstance, right? And so your attitude is a choice that you have that uh, one of my favorite Pastor Keith quotes, attitude is the hinge that the door of your Mm. destiny swings on. If you want the door of your destiny to slam closed in your life, have a bad attitude and it'll hit you in the butt on the way out the door. Or if you want the door of your destiny to swing wide open, have a great attitude right? You need to consider difficult circumstances an opportunity for joy, which will help you grow, which will develop you, which will eventually leave you perfect and complete, needing nothing. This is what the word of God says, right? Which all comes back to your choice superpower. Now you said it there, G, and I think it's something that we're going to highlight here is choice is up to you, right? So the follow on step two to that is you've got to be self-controlled because God's not going to be like, oh, I'll make the choice for you. So a little self-control tip that I've learned from you and that I've, I've employed is it's around pattern recognition. And it's 
for most people, when they lose their temper or if they're not having a good attitude, it's in a lot of the same situations. It may be that there's a certain person that annoys you or when you're at work, things happen that anger you or when you're driving, like things like this. If you can stop before these situations, meaning like in the morning, when before your day begins, if you can look ahead and go, you know what? These are some of the things that are probably going to come my way. How do I want to be in those situations? And you can actually make the decision in advance. What an unlock. However, if you don't have any discipline, if you don't have any self-control, what are you going to do, man? You're, you're like, a, what does it say? You're like a, a house with no windows or doors is what it says in Proverbs. What, what good is that? It's good for nothing, really. Let me just expand on what self-control means here for a second, right? We all experience uh, moments in our life with, with whatever version or flavor of sin uh, most pertains to us, where we let our thinking get away from our uh, from ourselves, where we let our flesh begin to lead us, and so self control is diff- looks different to you know the, the final form of self control is the same for everybody, but where you need self control in your life is different for different people. You don't self control is where you are in the driver's seat and listening, right? Mm. Listening to the Father listening to his wisdom, letting him author your direction. Self-control is not ever giving up the, the driver's seat to your flesh, to whatever, you know, emotion has you upset. And that's what we do in our lives sometimes where we like, we have a lack of self-control and we let something else drive our car. Yeah. Right. Like I'm going to, you know, I'm going to receive, you, th- you think you're in control. No, what you're, what is driving your car right now is your anger. What is driving yeah. your car right now is greed. What is driving your car right now is lust. That's a major lack of self-control in your life. So look at your life in any area of your life where you don't have self-control, where you're let some, someone or something else drive the car of your life. That is a lack of self-control. And if you want greatness in your mm-hmm. life, self-control is required. That's so good, man. I also feel like you really threw Carrie Underwood's Jesus Take the Wheel song out the window forever. So great well, job. You know. So the third step on this, G, if we've known choice and we've, we are self-controlled, is positive, right? Is be positive. Because if you know choice and you have self-control, why would you choose anything else? Because you understand that positive is going to serve you. Positive is going to enable you to overcome obstacles. Positive, like we've said before, having a bad attitude definitely doesn't help. It actually makes things worse. And faith is about positivity. Mm. You don't have fa- you not have faith like a belief that things are going to go wrong. Yeah. Right? Faith in and of itself is it has a natural positive inclination. Yeah. Right? Like positive ions and negative ions. Every faith ion is positive, right? It's not about being negative. So don't just have an attitude of like, I can control my thoughts, right? The control of your thoughts, the choice superpower, which becomes self-control, which becomes discipline, is what enables you to see the positive, Mm. right? No matter what circumstance I'm in, I can see the positive. I can see how this is going to be great. And even when I can't see it, I'm going to consider it an opportunity for joy. Yeah. I'll look at you as somebody who demonstrates this well, and this is very quick. You've said many times on this podcast that you you walk around expecting things to go well, and when they don't, you're actually like, oh, that's weird. To me, that's what this looks like when it's been developed over some time, because I know that this is a big thing for you. And I control the things that I control to make things go well in my life, Yeah. right? And it's like, um, uh, gosh, what's his name? I can't remember uh, who said it. It's not Isaac Newton. It's, uh, well, anyways, normally not lost on an author, uh, but the author who said, uh, I found that the harder I work, the luckier I get. Right, yeah. Right, and that's that's him saying like, yeah, I'm very lucky in my life, but I also, I know that I do things that help me be lucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. 
All right, so uh, that was purpose and attitude covered. Now we're on to three means. And one of my favorite ones, first, number one, because I think a lot of people don't do this when they're trying to be great or trying to do anything, is counting the cost, right? I mean, if you're not looking ahead and, and at least, it's probably gonna cost you more than you think, but you gotta at least have a realistic as- expectation for, for where you're at. I think a lot of people breeze past this step and they end up quitting on things. And like we said, being great is, is a long-term thing. This is not something that's done as a, as a one-off. It's not a silver bullet. It's not a one-hit wonder. So, There's a great story in the Bible about this. is Luke chapter 14, uh, where Jesus says, Which of you desires to build a tower does not first sit down mm. and count the cost? Yeah. Right? What is it going to take of me to, do, to build this tower? Right? You don't just say, like, oh, well, I'm just going to build a tower. And um, I'll just start today. Don't know if I have enough stones. Don't know if I have enough laborers. Don't know if I have enough mortar, like all the things that it would take to build a tower. Who does that, right? The first thing that you need to understand, and so we've started with purpose, right? Like what is, why am I alive? What is the purpose of my life? Then we said, okay, this is the way that I need to act. I need to always have a great attitude, right? Okay, because what is this about? We're in the path in the pursuit of greatness. What does it take for me to be great? How do I become great? Have a purpose for my life act this way at all times. Mm. Now I'm going to have to start paying a price. Yes. Right. And I need to understand the cost of the journey that I'm on. Right. And so what this will become for you is someone who's a, like you are aware, you're understanding of the measures of your life that it's going to take. Right. And so what you'll do with that is you won't be wasteful with the time that you have. You won't be wasteful with the money that you have. You won't be wasteful with whatever opportunities you have in life. Because when you learn how to count the costs, you know, like the reason the people Mm, that don't count, but here's people that don't count the costs. Here's people who don't want to look at their bank account. Here's people who don't want to be on a budget, right? Because they have this internal sense of lack and I just don't want to see how bad it is, Mm. right? Versus people who I'm willing to do whatever it takes. I'm going to build a budget because I want to be able to give. I want to be able to save. I want to be able to grow and multiply, right? And so if my budget reveals to me that I'm void in an area, that I'm not doing what I need to do, I'm willing to do the work. So I want to be exposed to the areas that I need to grow. That's what count the cost is about. Yeah. And uh, just in case you missed it real quick, I I don't want to take too long, but you touched on a few things there. We're talking about means, but you mentioned relationships, money, time, talent. I mean, that, all, those, the di- all the different types of resources right. that you have. But people wouldn't think of it like that. A lot of people will, will just kind of be, breeze past time or breeze past relationships, which actually leads us to number two, which is develop relationships. And that's, that's a huge part of, of looking at your means. So you've counted the cost. Who's not what, right? That's something that Pastor Keith talks about a lot. I feel like I should, we're cruising at like three gongs an hour here, so I'm going <laughs> to hold off on that one. But, but, but truthfully, like... A lot of people will, will think about the what, what do I need to go get, what do I need to acquire, rather than actually understanding the, the relationships, the alignments that they need to develop. Um, and that could also be a relationship with with self-discipline or with learning a skill. I mean, it, relationships typically is with, with a person and an alignment, but it could be a number of different things. And then the third thing of understanding this this category of means, one of the hills that you're going to have to climb, right? You've got to climb the hill of purpose. You've got to climb the hill of attitude. There's work that you have to do here. And there's work that you have to do in the category of means. And here's the last one. Here is the fundamental shift Mm. uh, for anyone in the means that you have, whether it's your time, your talent, or your treasure. And that's about generosity, Yes. right? Generosity is to give. Generosity is to give to someone that is undeserving, right? They didn't do something for it. This isn't payment for something. 
but is you giving out of your heart, right? You want to be a seed sower. You want to be a miracle maker. You want to give to something, right? When you start learning how to give, when you start learning how to be a seed sower into fields that you don't own, Mm. right? You need to be a sower in general with what you do own, right? But what about when you start sowing into other people's fields? What What about when you start loving on other people and giving to people that are just in need? This type of generosity, what it unlocks in you, is the ability to make things work. What it unlocks in you is the way to see your life in the right context because what your entire life is is an opportunity for you to give, yes. right? It's not an opportunity for you to take. Your life is an opportunity for you to give. And so you got to start giving to learn how you want to give, mm-hmm. to learn who you want to give to, and to become a great giver. Look at your life that way. Like I am a giver and I need to learn how to be a better giver. I want to be a bigger giver. Mm-hmm. I want to figure out who it is in my life and what are the things that I want to give to, right? And that's the the big, the more generous you are, the more you give in your life, the greater your life will be. Mm. Man, that's so well said, G. Uh, number four, if we're, we're going to keep moving here, is excellence. And this is a big one for us, excellence. So in order in order to climb the mountain of excellence, the first thing you got to do is you got to know standards. One of the first things I want to say just real quick about excellence, right? It, like think about anyone you know who is great, right? Whatever your specific definition mm. is of greatness, excellence is a part of that. Mm. And excellence will always be in demand in this world. Whatever your business is, whatever your industry is, whatever your domain is, if you'll be excellent in that, it makes it more valuable. Yeah. Excellence is always in demand. Look at the areas like look at industries that are dying, right? The people who stay alive to the end of the industry are the most excellent ones, mm-hmm. not the ones who are the weakest, not the ones who had a deficient product, right? The people who are like uh, just random thought really quick. Um, I was looking at the people who make, um, gosh, what do you dip your sushi in? Uh, soy sauce. Yeah, soy sauce. Uh, I, was, bomb. I was watching uh, about this company who makes soy sauce, and they're one of the they I th- they are the last company. They're hundreds of years old in Japan who make soy sauce that's not machine made. Huh. They make it uh, in barrels by hand, and I watched this whole thing on them. I was like, these people are so. Mm-hmm. excellent yeah they know why they do what yes. they do they know what makes it special they know why people need it like they were they were just such a picture of excellence and they're the last one that's alive mm. everyone else, all these other you know people who used to be handmade went to machine made right and these people who had a great process hundreds of years ago still know why they're excellent and they're the last ones alive in their industry and i'd say all of that to say like it's not try to how to be like the you know the last tree in your forest, but what I'm saying is that's a picture of how excellence will always be in demand. Well, I love that you said that they've been doing it for hundreds of years because that's <laughs> on two on the mountain that you're climbing for for excellence is consistency. If you know the standards, you, if you only apply them sometimes. Yeah. What's the what's our episode on standards? Uh, I would have to look that up, but thank you for asking me. Um, just completely out of the blue. <laughs> Nick, Nick will drop that in the notes. Um, but stand, standards is the number one part of excellence. Like what are the things that you know you're always going to do? And then the second part of excellence is consistency. Can you do it when it's difficult? Can you do it? Uh, can you do the right things in the difficult seasons? And can you do it for years and years, which becomes decades, which becomes generational, right? When I watched this video on the last family that makes soy sauce by hand, they were a family. He was fifth generation or sixth generation in his family of people who made soy sauce. Like he, he, they would make soy sauce in a barrel that his great, great grandfather had made that barrel. Right. And that like his family was very consistent in what they did. And then the last part of excellence is about awareness, right? You naturally have an ability 
like uh, not anybody that I'm, I'm speaking to, you naturally have an ability to see problems in a certain area, right? When I was young, like I've prayed this prayer a couple times in my life where I've said, God, why did you make me this way? Mm. Like, why do these things stick out to me? Why do these things bother me? This is a reflection of some of the natural ability that God's given me, right? There's lots of problems in the world that I don't see, right? They're right. invisible to me. But the ones that I do see, the things that like naturally jump out at me, like, oh, that's wrong. Oh, I don't like that. I have an opinion mm. here, right? This is an air. This is a reflect that awareness, that natural awareness. This isn't about, we've talked about awareness on this podcast before. I'm talking about a natural awareness that you have where these things just stick out, stick out to me and I just see them. That awareness is an indicator of an area in your life where you have the capacity mm. for great excellence. That's good. You can't be really excellent. Like there, there's a way of doing excellent, but you naturally aren't going to be a level 10 excellent person at everything in your life where you are going to be very excellent, where you can take things to a degree greater than a person normally can is these areas where you have a natural propensity for an awareness of this is wrong. This is what great looks like. Right. And I say that I, I bring this one up. This is a third part of it is look at the area for you, like where you can naturally see problems, whether it's in people, whether it's in things, whatever it is where you can naturally see problems. And this is an area that God has commissioned you for great excellence. Mm. That's great, G. By the way, uh, Standards was episode 30, and it's where Garrett famously ruined sweatpants for everybody, <laughs> forever. So make sure you check that one out because it, it was pretty good. All right, the very last one, and this is the one that really is like this, the difference between greatness and goodness or, you know, pretty good. Endurance. The, these are these are a path, right? We've yes. got purpose. We've got attitude. We've got understanding what, you know, count the cost. What means do I have to use to get there? We have excellence. Be excellent in the things that you do. And then the last thing, this is endurance, right? And I'm going to come back to the scripture of James 1, 2 through 4. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, mm. needing nothing, right? This is who you are at the end of the journey, this great endurance mm. that you've developed, right? Endurance comes from, and, we're, and now we're getting into it, what endurance comes from is how you look at a situation, right? This is developed upon your attitude. This is developed upon the purpose that you have for your life. This is developed upon the excellence that you have in an area. This is developed upon your understanding of means, your ability to look at a situation and, and give purpose to it. That's what perspective does. Perspective is your ability to zoom out in on a situation or zoom in. Zoom in for excellence. Zoom out for purpose. Mm. This is your ability to endurance is doing hard things over and over and over again. And, uh, Oswald Chambers says more than that, it's your ability, uh, to give meaning to difficult things, mm. yeah. right? Like you don't want to just in your life, just like do hard things for no reason. You want to be able to do hard things with purpose. And that, that's what develops this ability called endurance, which allows you to continue over and over and over again. And what endurance is, is the second part of understanding endurance is that it's progressive. The strength and capacity that you have today for endurance is what is building and developing the endurance that you're going to have tomorrow and the endurance that you're going to have next year. Just look at yourself in your life as perpetually growing and yeah. developing your endurance. And remember what the word says, that when your endurance is fully developed, you'll be perfect and complete, mm. needing nothing, needing nothing. This is who it's the purpose of your life is not to develop endurance, but in the pursuit of your endurance. If you'll stay in the game, if you'll follow God's word, if you'll do the things that we're talking about on this podcast, you will develop your endurance and you'll be perfect 
and complete, needing nothing. This is James 1, 2. You're complete. You don't need anything. You have run the race. You have completed what God has called you to do. Endurance at the end of your life is your fulfillment of greatness. I have stayed in the game. As Paul says, I have run my race. Yeah, that's because that's so good, G. So, guys, we gave you the five uh, hills that we talked about, and we gave you the steps for how you progress up those hills. Those hills, again, were purpose, attitude, means, excellence, and endurance. This is one of those episodes I think you're going to have to go back a couple times and write some of these things down. This, this is a reminder episode, yeah. right? I ho- again, I hope that everyone is uh, aspiring to greatness. That's, um, that's not the challenge, but it is a challenge. I, I challenge you to aspire to greatness. But more than that, uh, more specifically, the challenge of today's episode is that you'll look at these five areas and, and out of your desire for greatness, out of your, de- you know, greatness isn't about you, right? Greatness is about you fulfilling the calling that God has on your life, mm-hmm. you getting to your greatest and fullest potential. Everyone who listens to this podcast wants that. Look at these five areas of your life and say, where do I need to do some more work? What are some things that I need to do? Listen to the steps that we gave in those areas. And if you need to jump back to some of our other episodes, that'll help you develop. If you listen to the Impossible Life podcast, you know that we are big on our ice baths. We're very pleased to have partnered with Freedom Cold Plunges. Freedom Cold Plunges is on a mission to bring cold exposure to everybody with ice baths that are customizable, work great, and are thousands of dollars less than the ones that you see on the interwebs. All their plunges ship with everything you need to safely power, cool, and maintain the water all the way down to 34 degrees so you can get after it. They are good for indoor or outdoor use. They ship to all 50 states plus Mexico and Canada. And just for being a listener of the Impossible Life podcast, you get $100 off. You can follow Freedom Cold Plunge on Instagram at Freedom Plunge or email chris at freedomplunge.com to get your very own. Thank you very much for listening, guys. Remember to share, like, subscribe. If you think that this would be something that someone would enjoy, please send it to them. We appreciate it all. If you want to get in touch, you can follow us on Instagram at The Impossible Life. You'll find us on there. You can also email at impossiblelifepodcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions, if you want to get in touch and find out about Garrett's personal or business coaching, that's the way to do it. Thank you again for listening. Go out there, think better, and live the impossible. See you again soon. Long before ice baths were a thing, Garrett was doing them in the SEAL teams. Now we do them as part of our daily morning routine to make us better. We are very pleased to have partnered with Freedom Plunge. Freedom Plunge is on a mission to bring cold exposure to everyone. They believe that cold plungers should be affordable, easy to use, and represent the customer themselves. Cold plunges shouldn't cost a fortune, and these ones don't. Garrett and I both use our Freedom Cold Plunge every single day. It's customized. You can put whatever you want on them. For us, we have our Impossible Life logos. And here's the best part. Just for listening to this podcast, you can go to freedomplunge.com, use the discount code IMPOSSIBLE, and save $500 off any Freedom Plunge. These things are half the price of the ones that you see on the internet, plus you're going to save an additional $500 with code IMPOSSIBLE. Go to freedomplunge.com and get yourself one now. You will not regret it.